You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. You know, if I'm uh, Matt Campbell, the Iowa State coach, <clears throat> I'm getting I'm getting that and I'm playing that right before the game and saying, we ain't having none of that tonight. Yeah, I'd, I'm sure that was a disappointing night for them. I don't <laughs> sure. know that. Probably some of my motivational tactics probably would not be uh, would not be received well. I'm not saying they wouldn't be received well. I just um, you don't think they'd work. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it would be all that you need to get pumped up and ready for the game. <laughs> I don't think I would be good at that job either. So, see, I, I see that's the difference between you and I, though, is that I think I would be good at that job uh, that that you know with that tactic. And I would try to implement some things like that, but I I don't think it would work well. I think you uh, are more uh, you are better at the self assessment of something like that, and recognize that how you would want to do it or how you think it should be done probably would fall on deaf ears. I would just bowl through it. I, I think and I fail. I would we we would need somebody with way more energy than me <laughs> to be that guy. I could be your guy for that. I could be your energy guy. I could okay. be special assistant to to the head coach, Jamie Lynn. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, you know, if you ever if you ever if I need someone, do, yeah, if you ever need someone, uh, mm-hmm. just just let me know. Uh, college basketball last night. How about uh, number eleven Texas taking down Gonzaga, ninety three to seventy four, nineteen point beatdown. Uh, last night in Austin. You'll understand if we don't exactly celebrate that one, right? Oh, no, no, I, I get it. I, my point is going to be is that, you know, we know how tough the Big 12 is. Uh, we don't have to be told that. And you've got Texas winning over Gonzaga and then future Big 12 member Houston meeting uh, Texas Southern and winning that game 83-48. to 48. Uh, And then a team that you potentially could see next week, you've got to get by Creighton first and they have to win. But number nine, Arkansas, with a win last night. I mean, they played South Dakota State. So I don't know if they were kind of looking forward to Hawaii or not. But 71-56 was the final in that game. Yeah, impressive what the Longhorns did last night. They looked really good offensively. A lot of different weapons on that team. And, uh, man, uh, it was, was, like I said, impressive to watch what they did on offense. And it shows you where their ceiling is. Their ceiling is really high. Now, we've seen from Chris Beard teams there also, you know, at times um, don't play the same way. And, you know, basketball is a sport that some days you're hitting shots and it felt like Texas couldn't miss a three last night. And some days you're not hitting shots. And last night they were definitely falling for the horns. But that that was an impressive win. Probably, you know, the most impressive in the Big 12 Conference this year. Leapfrogs the uh, Jayhawks after their their victory mm-hmm. the other night against Duke. That mm-hmm. was That was a... That was a really nice win for Texas. So that was the uh, that was the only <clears throat> game in the Big Twelve uh, last night. Tonight, K State plays Kansas City. K State is two and zero in the season, and TCU at two and one. They'll take on uh, University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, both those teams are two and one in Big Twelve play. 
so far. So there you go. Um, baseball yesterday, two Cy Young winners announced and both unanimous. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is that is crazy. I guess I guess the um, people that <clears throat> vote on that don't have as much of a, a problem of uh, voting somebody unanimous as uh, the Hall of Famers and uh, maybe the the um, the um, MVP awards because there have been you know I think there's what only one Hall of Fame guy that was unanimous but Mariano Rivera you know uh, but. Uh, Justin Verlander wins uh, for the American League. I mean, he was uh, terrific. He was He's 39 years old, and he wins for, what, the third time? So uh, good for him. That's uh, a club of fewer than 12 that have done that uh, in uh, Major League Baseball history. So he's obviously a World Series champion. and, and uh, Pretty good year for pretty, pretty Pretty good year. All 30 first-place votes uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... The uh, these thirty second place votes were split between. Is it Cease Cease for the White Sox? Is that right? I think that was correct. Yeah. Okay, and then Shohei Otani uh, got nine as well. So Verlander also won in twenty eleven and twenty nineteen. Uh, Ten others have captured at least three Cy Youngs. Uh, that includes Randy Johnson, Steve Carlton, Greg Maddox. Sandy Koufax, Pedro Martinez, Jim Palmer, and Tom Seaver. All of those are in the Hall of Fame. The other two eventually will be Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer. And then the other one that is on this list is Roger Clemens, and he has yet to be inducted because of his ties to performance-enhancing drugs. So I guess, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Or that he was a jerk. Or that he was a jerk. Because there's plenty of guys <clears throat> in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. We're using. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think he ever gets in? I don't think Clemens and Bonds are going to get in. Okay. Okay. Unless there's some special vote put on many years later. I think it's so dumb. Did you see where Pete Rose was like begging baseball, you know, sent a letter? Um, I did not. That um, asking to be... Put into the Hall of Fame, be up for consideration. Yeah, my 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 uh, give a care for Pete Rose has yeah. dropped dramatically over the years. Sandy Alcantara gets it uh, in the National League. He got all thirty first place votes. Are you good with that too? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Just want to run it by you before we okay. <laughs> give, we'll it, give it, it a morning morning drive blessing. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why, yeah. do, why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends <laughs> right. save we it for the show we, we, save, we do we save it for the show tune into the morning drive live weekdays from six to nine on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 november 17th 2022 it's a thursday <clears throat> week before thanksgiving with this day in sports history here is jeff mcguire you're gonna start in 1884 mm. 
Cops arrest boxer John L. Sullivan in the second round of his boxing match <laughs> for being, quote, cruel. Cruel. Was he beating the bejesus out of somebody? That would be my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's weird. Mm-hmm. 1940 Green Bay Packers become the first NFL team to travel by a plane. Okay. 1959 San Francisco, San Francisco Giants feature Hall of Fame slugger Willie McCovey wins his National League Rookie of the Year. 1985 New York Jets best offensive production ever. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 62-28. to 28. Nice. They thought they were back, too. Fireman Ed, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 right? I bet they said that a lot that day. Oh, I bet they did, too. 1991, in an All-American final, Pete Sampras wins his first of five ATP Tour World Championship tennis titles with a 3-6, 7-6, 6-3, 6-4 victory over Jim uh, Courier. In Frankfurt, Germany. And in 2013, Jimmy Johnson wins the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series for the sixth time. It is National Homemade Bread Day. Okay. You a fan of the homemade bread? Sure. Okay. Sure. How can you not be? Unless, yeah. you've, unless you're allergic. Mm-hmm. But just the smell of fresh bread? Sure. I'm in. Man, when the radio station, we were right below the Mrs. Baird's plant there on East Broadway. That's evil. Oh, my goodness. You'd walk outside and smell that bread. They never delivered any to us. But, I mean, we, we were, I mean, we were right right down the hill from them. You were the uh, neighbors. I felt like we were, I, you know, we never took them any T-shirts. So, bad on us. Mm-hmm. It's also National Baklava Day which is a layered pastry dessert made of uh, pastry filled with chopped nuts and sweetened with syrup or honey. You would seem to me as a guy that would like the baklava, but probably the name of it disturbs you. Go read it one more time. It's basically pastry, nuts, and a syrup or honey type sweetener. Okay. Yeah, I think I could get it. There's a lot to it. There's there's layers to it, right? Well, that's where the pastry comes from. Not a huge honey guy, but the syrup probably I'd be a fan of. It was a very popular sweet pastry of the Ottoman cuisine. Ottoman cuisine? Ottoman cuisine. As in the Ottoman Empire. Okay. You know, way back in the day. Not, like not where I put my chair, my feet. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. no, no, different Ottoman. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Danny DeVito, who's 78. Rachel McAdams is 44. Martin Scorsese is 80. Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live is 78. Ryan Braun, 39. Mitch Williams is 58. The picture of Mitch Williams? Uh-huh. Okay. And Jim Beheim is 78. Goodness. And on this day... Do you have any kids left in college, Jamie? Jim Beheim. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, Buddy is Buddy still around? I think Buddy's got <laughs> at least one more year. I think he's just a junior. Guy's going to be 100 years old. Well, no, next oh. year's 79. I know. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, 80 when he <laughs> yeah. graduates. And on this day in 1558, welcome to the Elizabethan age. Oh. Queen Elizabeth takes over the crown for Queen as Queen Mary I dies. Mm-hmm. The long reign of Elizabeth, who became known as the Virgin Queen for her reluctance to endanger her authority through marriage, coincided with the flourishing of the English Renaissance, associated with such renowned authors as William Shakespeare. 
By her death in 1603, England had become the world's most was a major world power in every aspect. And Queen Elizabeth passed into history as one of England's greatest monarchs. Hmm. And that is this day in sports history. 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. We really could do like an entire this day in history about the Elizabethan age. Oh, man, I'd rather we not. <clears throat> oh, you'd be surprised on the stuff that, uh, mm-hmm. like, you want military? Covered. You want literature, you want theater, you want uh, exploration, it's all there. You want a nap? Well, yeah, but that's the daily thing. Yeah. yeah. That would probably put you to sleep. No, there's no doubt. There's no no doubt. The Elizabethan age. <laughs> uh, okay, some things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we talked about Texas beating Gonzaga. They... This person says, I don't think the men, Texas Tech men, sweep UT this year in basketball. If they even win one, they look solid. Well, I mean. They look better than solid. Yeah. Yeah. They look really good. Uh, This, I didn't realize Texas had so many returners. This, Mark Pugh called his AD after the game last night and told him he wants no part of joining the Big 12. All right. Uh, That's uh, get you up to to speed on uh, on that. Uh, Last night, speaking of uh, baklava, okay. Um, a, a a dessert treat that we have discussed many times uh, came up uh, during the Lady Raider game last night. I think it was because somebody was camped out in the lane, and uh, and and Fink. I don't think he knows anything about our s'mores discussion. Said uh, said somebody was camped out. They called a three point three second violation. He goes, "It's not like they're back there down there cooking s'mores or anything." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like s'mores, s'mores. S'mores? Okay. S'mores. 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 Yeah, he he got it right. Literally a scene in a movie about it. <laughs> he got it right. S'mores. He got it right. You're yeah. killing me. I mean, you, there's probably many, 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 many people who have not seen the movie, Jeff, mm-hmm. but many, that many, listen many, to this station? many, many, many more that have grown up their whole life saying s'mores. S'mores. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I thought, I, I thought of you guys last night when... When he said that, so I was like, "Okay, there you go." Mm-hmm. We're uh, it's good. We're in, we're in. It's a good thing to be associated with. <laughs> S'mores, s'mores, s'mores. Okay, six mm-hmm. uh, fifty-two this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. It's presented by the uh, fine folks at Yates Flooring Center, and then of course the Double Three Ninety Seven Three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. 806-771-0973. You spoke about the Packers on this day in history. Becoming the first team to fly. Well, they don't have to fly anywhere tonight. They uh, get to host the Tennessee Titans. Would imagine Derrick Henry's going to have a big night tonight. Anytime Tennessee steps on the field, I think he's a major focus for them. Packers not necessarily yeah. known for stopping the run. Yeah. How about the fact that they're thinking about moving the Bills-Colts game because they're expecting four to six inches of snow? I mean, that's Bills-Browns, I should say. Bills and Browns, man. That's 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 what you expect, right? Right, yeah. Where are they going to move it to? I don't know. I don't know. That seems crazy to me. Where is that game scheduled for? Buffalo? Buffalo, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean... Either one's a place that gets tons of snow, right? Yeah, I mean, it's four to six is like a pedestrian for those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would they? Uh, why would they do that? That seems weird to me. That uh, seems like the people in Buffalo would be outraged that their toughness would be questioned. It feels like it's perfect for those two teams, right? Right. You always had the lake effect, you know, when uh, 
the Browns played there in uh, Municipal Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the, they always had the lake effect. And in Buffalo, I mean, I think if you went into Buffalo today, you just kind of expect to have flurries. Four mm-hmm. to six inches. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of harumping about that in Buffalo on Bills 97.3 this morning. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. We have Week 10 NFL football for you on the air tonight. The Green Bay Packers take on the Tennessee Titans. 6 o'clock broadcast time, a kick just after 7 tonight. Uh, if, you had a, if you were going to root for a team in this game, is there... I mean, do you like Derrick Henry? Do you do you like the Packers? Do you care so little that you don't care? I wouldn't say I care very much. I'd pull for the Packers just because I have a brother-in-law that's a Packers fan. Okay, so all right. Nice all right. Okay. Uh, going back to our uh, our discussion of uh, Cleveland and Buffalo, uh, the the problem is uh, potentially four to six feet. 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 Yes, I think <laughs> I said inches. Yeah. Though. Feet. Should have said feet. Feet, yeah. But I just think, man, Buffalo and Cleveland, that's what... Come on. That's, that would be so much fun. And that's, right. that's what those guys... That's what that's what we're here for. <laughs> right. And and the, uh, the TV boys and girls will tell you that, uh, especially for snow in-game, regardless of kind of what it is, for whatever reason, snow attracts eyeballs. Last night, wasn't it Western Michigan and Central Michigan? They had a pretty good snowstorm going on there. That looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably uh, probably big numbers for that. Mm-hmm. Big Man, numbers. There was nothing more fun than as a kid than playing football in the snow. I agree. I I, I agree. It was uh, it was it was challenging. Never but, uh, never hurt to get tackled. No, huh? Uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh, not not at, not at all. And then sometimes a snowball fight would uh, would would break out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. A little bit of that going on. Tough part um, was when you would get tackled and it would go down the back of your shirt. Yes, yeah. And then it was cold and you couldn't get away from that cold. Well, it was yes. snow. So yeah. yes, it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, but uh, the four to six feet, that's a lot of yeah. snow. But we don't really believe that's going to happen, right? I don't Well, if it was here. Yeah, that's some and, Buffalo And this is nothing guy. against. It's some and, Buffalo weather guy. Being like, guy. oh, yes, I get to report this. Yeah, some kind it'll of be snow like, apocalypse. It'll know. be like three feet. Grocery store shelves will be completely That's still empty. an awful lot of snow in a day. You're absolutely right, Jeff. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Four to like, s- now that it's, you know, they're saying four to six, even if it's three, mm-hmm. I understand them thinking about moving this game. Hell, heck, even if it's two feet, you know, if it's if they're if they're 50% wrong. Well, it is still Buffalo and, yeah. and, Cleveland. and Cleveland, so two yeah. feet of snow, though. <laughs> they might look at that like we look at a windstorm, like, oh, 70 mile an hour winds, huh? Cool. Let me know when the dust shows up. We'll be fine <laughs> until then. You know, kind of concept. So I get it. You were, uh, Jamie, talking about concern for Iowa State with, you know, the amount that they, of stopping their run, okay? I mean, it's not like they're gashing people. They they average 100 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know? Um, so, I mean, they're, they're not they're not particularly prolific. The, the problem is... Is can your offense 
you know, move the ball um, against them. And that's that's where the opponents have had struggles. Now, opponents have rushed for about 105 yards a game. And the, you know, opponents, you know, in terms of just total offense, um, have have certainly been challenged. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, the, the passing yardage, they've, they've thrown for 1,765 yards, roughly, so 1,752, 175 a game. Um They've thrown almost the same number of touchdowns as uh, what Iowa State has scored. 15 for the opponents, 17 for Iowa State. Rushing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns 5 for the opponents, 9 for, for Iowa State. But you just, I mean, they just haven't, neither team, you know, Iowa State nor their opponents have have scored very much. And that's, that. I mean, that's that's what it's kind of come down to is that Iowa State has been extremely tingy, stingy. So they're good on defense and bad on offense, so they'll keep the other team from scoring, and then they don't score much themselves. Right. Yeah. Right, and um, they hold they hold the teams to about a a twenty nine percent clip on third down. So probably get them in a lot of third and longs. Yeah. 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 I I, just, I think the run game is so huge in this one. You have to be able to. They're not going to put many in the box. You have to be able to hurt them in the run game. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like over the years the Red Raiders have been able to do that that much against them. Now, uh, when you when you look at uh, at Texas Tech in this, uh, the last time that they went to Ames, and you hope that he has this kind of night, Tony Bradford Jr. set a career high with eight tackles. Um, he also had a tackle for loss and two quarterback hurries. Uh, he had 11 stops. He's had 11 stops during his career against Iowa State, including one, in, including 15 for a loss. 15 for a loss or one and one one and a half for a loss. That makes more sense. Uh, but that that game in Ames two years ago, you lost um, 31 to 15. It was a COVID year, so only 13,502 were there at Jack Trice. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know maybe you can get a maybe you can get a big night out of Tony Bradford Jr. That would be that'd be good. He's been a little dinged up. Um but yeah, on third down, get this. Opponents against uh, the Iowa State defense are 38 of 130. That's 29%. Uh, opponents have gone for it 13 times on fourth down and been successful six times. That's 40 46%. Um the other thing that's uh that's interesting, red zone scoring They've been in the red zone. Opponents have 24 times. They've scored 15 touchdowns. Conversely, Iowa State's been in the red zone 36 times, and they've scored 20 touchdowns. So more touchdowns, but a less percentage uh, than their opponents. But still, man, you got to – if you're in the red zone, you you just got to get – you got to get in the end zone when you're playing Iowa State. I mean, you'd say that about anybody, but, I mean, you, t- scoring is going to be – a Potentially a premium. Yeah, but at the same time, they're not going to score a ton. Right? No, no, no. At least that's, we, at least we don't. We certainly don't think so. Um, you know, Iowa State in scoring offense, they're tenth in the Big Twelve. Total offense, tenth in the Big Twelve. Rushing offense, tenth in the Big Twelve. Passing offense, they're fourth. Now, you know, from uh, a defensive standpoint, uh, against the run, they're first. Total defense, they're first. Passing defense, they're first. Um, but quarterback sacks per game, they're 10th. So maybe there's an opportunity. Tackles for loss, they're 7th. Uh, turnover margin, they're 
They're just ahead of Texas Tech. They're minus five on the year. They're eighth in the Big 12. Texas Tech is minus six on the year. They're ninth in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last week, coming into the game, KU was like second, and the Red Raiders were 10th. And that, you know, and they weren't able to get any turnovers, and Tech was able to get a couple of turnovers. The field goal kicker helped you out by hitting the upright a couple of times. You got a stop on fourth down, a couple of them. And I feel like those stops on fourth down pretty much as good as a turnover. It turns the ball over clearly, but I mean, you know, the, that it seems like that momentum that you get off of converting on fourth down kind of propels you down the field a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and certainly, you know, Texas Tech has shown numbers on that in terms of kind of how they show the fourth down success. Tech's 26 of 44 on uh, fourth down conver- on fourth down conversions uh, so far this year, and they then they parlay that into uh, into points. So that's they've, they've done a really good job of of converting converting that the the fifty nine percent conversion of fourth down tries has resulted in ninety six points, and then the failed fourth downs have resulted in fifty one points for opponents. So the the net of that is what fifty five points. Yeah, a lot's been made of it. Mm-hmm. I'll. Uh... I'll tell you, I preferred last weekend where yes. fourth downs were not a factor. Mm-hmm. I thought we played a much more complete, sound game on both sides of the football when we weren't we weren't um, setting ourselves up for fourth down. Instead, we were going after first downs on second and third, and uh, we cut that whole drama out of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you were much much better putting yourself in position to get first downs on first and second down than having to worry about fourth down for your first down. 724, Jamie's got a question for us next this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. From Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. What do you want us to answer today? All right, we're going to talk Red Raider basketball mm-hmm. today, Chuck. So we're three games into the season. Red Raiders off to a 3-0 start. You have two players scoring in double figures, and Kevin O'Banner just over 12 per contest, and Davion Harmon mm-hmm. just over 11 per game. My question to you guys today is, which player, as the season moves along, do you think, and you can pick one of those two guys too, but which player do you think we will see a lot more from than we are seeing right now. Ooh. Not just minutes, but production. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to stand out. Right? Something that's probably going to play better than they've played so far. Okay. I mean, and if you wanted to say, well, I think Kevin O'Banner is going to be a 15 point per game scorer. Okay. Well, that would, I mean, adding three points to your. Your average scoring average is pretty big, so you could say Kevin O'Banner. Yeah, he he uh, he seems to me as a guy that's just fine with 
um, being very productive, but you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems to be the kind of guy that would go to a party and nobody would know that he was there, but he'd be the most important person at the party. Well, the just most, seems quiet to the me. The most important person at the party is the one who brings the pizza, right? <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, that's they're up there. Doesn't have have yeah, anything to do with they're like, up the, if they're, they're up like there. fun to be around. It's no, they're they're up there. The pizza. They're up there. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he, I don't ever get the impression. I mean, he could score thirty points, but I mean, be like a quiet thirty. It, it would se- it seems like. Yeah, that's pretty I, fair. You know, I mean, it seems like he's not a guy that's gonna kind of beat his chest, so to speak. Um, can I say Jalen Tyson? Say whatever you want. I think Jalen Tyson. Jeff? I don't know. <laughs> like, because you don't have the returning guy on this team that's going to be scoring 25 points a game. You don't have a Keenan Evans type guy or a, um, you don't have a Mooney coming in that you're expecting great things from at this point. You just haven't seen it yet. I think you've got a bunch of guys that mesh well together where you it's not a one guy's got to score 20. Everyone's going to get like 8 to 12. So I don't know who's going to be the guy that goes 15 more often than not at this point with this team, if that makes any sense. It's a very balanced and... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, multi-pronged. Offense, I think, is where you're looking at. Multi-pronged. Okay. So I don't know one specific player. I think I think we're going to see more from all of them as they get more comfortable with the offense. But as a specific player, I, I don't know who that's going to be this year. You okay. want to take a stab at it? <laughs> it's the first time we've had a pass. I, mean, I feel like uh, right, Jamie's like, question of the day. Yeah, okay, so, we pa- a pass. We ask a question. Okay, I, there's there was. I mean, there's not like a mm-hmm. you know a ultrasonic beam that shot through you if you answer and we don't like it. But mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I kind of have two guys, so since Jeff didn't have any, okay. uh, I can steal one sure. of his spots. Sure. Uh, I think Kerwin Walton's a better shooter than he's shown so far. Okay. Just two for nine from three-point range uh, so far in this one. I like the way he moves uh, off the ball. I think he's been solid defensively. Defensively, We've seen him take a charge. Um, he's got some skins that, you know, considering how much, you know, the, the games that he's played in and all that, so he's got some skins on the wall. I, I, I just I, – I, so he has a little experience there. I think he's going to be a good – good player for you so Kerwin Walton at this point of the season averaging just six points a game I I think that will go up I think we're going to see him as more like a 10 point per game score not okay. nine to ten could, in that range could you see uh, Elijah Fisher in that same same vein you didn't let me finish I'm sorry okay, I said I had two guys <laughs> okay I'm sorry okay got ahead of you okay Elijah Fisher <laughs> is uber talented mm-hmm. and it doesn't take long to see him on the court and see that that is a I mean, just an ama- a really, really impressive athlete, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care what sport we're talking about. You can put him out there, and you're like, that dude, that dude can cover somebody, is a cover corner. Um, you know, he could probably go get it in center field for you. I mean, he just looks like a great athlete. Go get it in center and, field. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a little baseball reference there. Okay. 
<laughs> so I think Elijah Fisher is a guy at five points per game is going to be he's going to mean so much more to your team than that so far. So I think mm-hmm. it's just him, you know, kind of settling into his spot and all that. I, I want to throw one more name out at you just because it's my game, so I can pick as many people as I want. <laughs> okay, that I want to see increase his production. Okay, okay. Robert Jennings, because he's one of the few reserve bigs, you know, and I feel like you need him to be a more of a factor if Bacho is going to be in foul trouble, you know, if Kevin O'Banner's, you know, he's in trouble or having a bad night, whatever. I just, I feel like Robert Jennings gives you some size inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need him to be a big score, but you need him to be able to soak up some minutes and be productive a little bit, some some rebounds, a couple buckets, whatever. So I think Robert Jennings is going to be a much bigger factor or you need him to be than he has been so far. Okay. Who has the best basketball name on this roster? Well, it can't be Kerwin Walton. No, he sounds like, no, it's, it's got like two last names. Lamar Washington sounds like a basketball player. Okay. I, I think Elijah Fisher has the best basketball name. I think he just has the coolest name. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Bacho and O'Banner were at the uh, women's game last night. And Davion Harmon has, has come. All of them have been pretty supportive. Um uh, somebody says this off the Ace Flooring Center chat line. With some of the answers that come on questions, I have expected someone to answer AMAC. Oh, that's fair. I mean, yeah. we haven't. he's going to be way better than he yeah. has been so far. Sure, sure. <laughs> Although he hasn't missed a shot. To right answer Chuck's far. question, since I didn't answer Jamie's, and I feel better about that. <laughs> passed. <laughs> passed. KJ My question Allen. was so boring. Good basketball name. KJ Allen is a good basketball name, yeah. Yeah. Because you get the nick, the quick nickname KJ, and you also get the you know the Allen, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's short, it's it's simple, mm-hmm. uh, you know Allen for three, you know bang guns a three ball. You you can hear that, yeah. Even though I you know, you know Pop Isaac, Pop seems like really that seems like an old man name. Pop. Yeah, I know because it's usually Dad. <laughs> yeah. Pop is Dad. <laughs> Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. You know, with regard to the NFL, but man, don't don't look now, but the uh, Washington Commanders, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're in the hunt. Okay. In the hunt. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. They're still ways behind the Cowboys and mm-hmm. Giants and Eagles. Yeah, I mean, a- a- absolutely. Um, but you know, they're they're in the in the hunt. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens with them. Be interesting to see how the Eagles respond to their loss, their first loss of the season. They're now they're now eight and one on the year. So you know, we got uh, a little bit of time to get you to uh, to get you to Sunday. And the uh, the Eagles play at the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, coached by Jeff Saturday, whose team beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, a lot of uh, passionate voices speaking about uh, the Jeff Saturday situation. They had uh, Bill Cowher coming out and basically saying it's a 
disrespect for the coaching profession. And you had uh, Pat McAfee responding, uh, basically telling him to <clears throat> go stick it. So, <laughs> you know, Pat McAfee's a he's a pretty uh, opinionated guy. Yeah, I, I mean, he who has the gold makes all the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, have you not figured that out in life? No, I. It if didn't if, take me long. If Mister Ursay, the owner of the Col- mm-hmm. Colts, wants to hire a guy that he's friendly with and thinks highly of, that hasn't been coaching the team, then it's his right to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly you're exactly right, Bill Cower. When you own your team, then mm-hmm. you can hire whoever you want as your GM or your or your head coach. Yeah, it's, no, it's just it's, uh, just surprising that you know Bill Cower would it. step out there like that. That was the you know we talked about that a little bit uh, yesterday. That you know he was not usually a guy that is one that uh, that that sticks out. Uh, let's see here. Somebody says, I, and I get. I guess this is this is the case. Uh, the season ended today. All the teams in the NFC East would be in the playoffs, which is impressive thus far this season. Yeah, the same thing with the AFC. On the even, AFC. even the even the Commanders would be in. Yeah, I, I just wow. looked. I just looked at that too. I just yeah. I just kind of looked at that too. And somebody says same thing for the AFC East. So when I when I looked at the standings, uh, and just clicked over to the playoffs. So in uh, in in the uh, NFC, yeah, the uh, Command commanders would be in there as well, but you know here we are. I mean we're you know got quite some time there. Uh, somebody uh, backs up what Jeff was saying with regard to uh, Dallas on uh, Thanksgiving Day. They're three and seven in the last ten years, so I was a little off on that. Again, the tryptophan. The who? The tryptophan. You know, when you eat a lot of turkey, the tryptophan. It, That's the drug in the turkey that the, makes you go to sleep. Goes go to sleep and miss the game. Yeah, right. Right. It's the game. <laughs> well, parts of it. I mean, it's not though. My turkey is laced. Is that what you're telling me? Could be. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I mean, there's drugs in my turkey. Well, the the chemical that is part of the makeup of the turkey. It, it's not being added. It's there naturally. That's the thing that makes you. Sleep I don't think you man. eat enough turkey to have a tryptophan effect. No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Would be would be my guess. Who? Is there tryptophan in this show? Yeah, some days. Or getting up early in the morning? No, that makes me sleepy. There's, there's. I think we wear on you. I think we know it's the that. morning, Chuck. We, I don't think it's the show. We, we, we wear, we wear on you. We know early morning hours. We wear on you. We, we, we know that. Um, do you think the Cowboys should sign Odell Beckham Jr.? Mm. Oh boy. Um. You know, I, I do have to give him credit. It feels like he did a good job of staying under the radar for the most part last year in L.A. and making it about football and not about him and being productive for them. And so maybe I should give him the benefit of the doubt here. But my initial reaction is, man, why why would you want to bring in that distraction? Mm-hmm. Um. Receiving core has been okay, not great, but okay. Do you think it's the same level of distraction as Terrell Owens, or do you think it's less? I think it's probably less. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I do too. You know, you know. Here's the thing about Beckham, and, and apparently, according to uh, Jay Glazer, he says that uh, Beckham has been medically cleared 
Um, he tore his, the ACL on his left knee during the Super Bowl last year. And that was in the first half. He he was en route to being the MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably wouldn't have had to do a whole lot in the second half to be to be the MVP mm-hmm. uh, of the Super Bowl. Uh, Adam Schefter from ESPN. Okay, here we go. Has the Bills, the Chiefs, Cowboys, 49ers, and Giants as uh, potential teams. How would you feel about Odell Beckham Jr. with the Buffalo Bills? They don't need him. Okay. I mean, let's also think. They need their quarterback to play better, not, not their wide receivers. Not another wide receiver. Go through that list again. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, 49ers, and Giants. That's five NFL teams that could sign him today. Mm-hmm. He's not signed. Jerry Jones, take the hint. <laughs> that that tells you that those are and those are five teams that need a wide receiver. Now, granted, one of them is the Cowboys, but four other teams who needing are needing a wide receiver aren't jumping at the chance to get him. Take the hint. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, believed, according to the CBS uh, sports article, that Beckham is looking for a long-term deal. He's just turned 30 and coming off his second major knee injury. Who would give him a long-term deal? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's that's part of why he's still uh, on the sideline. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what transpires there. It, it, it's funny. I was on my way home last night, and... Uh, I was listening to Double T ninety seven three, and this guy called into to the show, whatever show was on. I can't remember the name of it. And he was he was basically making a case for the Bills. Uh, he kept saying seventeen would be good for o- Odell Beckham for OBJ. I I don't care what's best for OBJ. <laughs> well, best for more. the Bills too. I care more about what's better for the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to look at that four feet of snow that's coming there and go, man, my my feet are going to get cold. Well, he's played in New York and Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe he's used to it. Yeah, right. I think he'd be all right with it. Maybe he liked but But clearly the Rams didn't sign him. Uh, We get this from Texas Texan. Um, Cowboys just need better quarterback play. Then I'd say the same thing about Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he got injured. He's thrown multiple picks in three straight games. And fumbled at the goal line to cost you the game. Yeah, that was that yeah, was not I good. I mean, it's it's on him. Do you think he got a little full of his I don't balloons care. himself? I don't care. Okay. I just, just think he's playing poorly. Play better? Figure it out, dude. <laughs> I have no idea if he got full of himself. Okay. I don't know the dude. I've not been around him. Okay. Haven't just been around 17. He, I just think he's playing poorly. That's what I think. I wonder if the uh, Chiefs have run this by Patrick Mahomes. wonder how he would feel about having... Odell Beckham Jr. on on the Chiefs. He liked having Tyreek Hill on the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, Odell Beckham's, I mean, Model citizen. National Medal of Honor <laughs> quality citizen compared yeah. to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill's having a And when heck Odell of a year Beckham with... talks, you, can, you don't need a translator. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you... Uh, Probably a lot easier to communicate with. Mm-hmm. You don't need a translator either for uh, Joey McGuire. He'll be on Red Raider Football with Joey McGuire tonight at 6. He speaks He speaks plain Lubbock talk. 
Good. Joey McGuire. We does. like that. We do. And and there's really there's really no controversy uh tonight. I don't feel like, you know, you're not going in there wanting to know who the quarterback's gonna be. Tyler Shuck's gonna start. Uh I feel like you're relatively relatively um healthy. I mean, you don't have Tyree Wilson on the defense and that's that's huge. But you you know that. You know that you've known that since halftime of the KU game. Mm-hmm. And it's a really unfortunate loss. It's a big loss for that defense. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.